Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another episode of Shelf Aware, the podcast where we read books outside of our comfort zones. I'm Em. And I'm Anna. This week on Shelf Aware, we are embarking on our final journey together, uh, reading three books I never thought I'd pick up in my life. Uh, <laughs> the last three books in the Twilight series. I've read the first book in this series three times. I read the original uh-huh. when it first came out. Uh-huh. I read uh, I read The Midnight Sun. Which yep, is the Midnight Sun, which yep. is from Edward's point of view, and then I read uh, the the Green Apple, Life and Death. The, yes, the Green Apple one, Life After Death, the Green Apple, uh, which is the the gender swap. So I didn't want to read that again, and I think that's a mm-hmm. fine decision because nothing was lost on me. I fully understood this book because not much happens in New Moon, the Twilight Saga book two by Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> until the last like 20 pages uh and even then it was just like this book didn't need to exist we could have cut this whole book out and just Mm -hmm. gone to eclipse that's such an interesting take (laughs) and i'll tell you why after we get through our okay i mean the voltari stuff voltari stuff is is that voltari voltari volturi volturi that stuff is probably important uh and will Mm -hmm. probably come up later but Mm -hmm. like the fact that it ends and, and and begins and ends the same way, they're together and in love. I'm just like, mm-hmm. the stakes. But they've gone through so much. And how dare you say stakes in this book about vampires? That's a threat. <laughs> sorry. I, sorry to all the vampires out there. I should have been more aware. The language I used was harmful. I didn't realize, but you know what? Intention does not matter. That was on me. I'm, going forward, I will be a better person. I'm sorry. <laughs> So what? Okay, so generally, um, didn't think much happened. What are your What are your uh, like, dislike, and hate? I think my biggest surprise from mm-hmm. this series, having having never read or watched the movies, no. um, until until this podcast in which I only read and watched the first movie and book, mm-hmm. um, the uh. <laughs> Let's talk about this this quote unquote love triangle that is never I I thought this was a whole ass big thing. And 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 maybe it does become bigger later. I just don't feel like it will. But the whole team Jacob team Edward thing was so all encompassing for this fandom for so long. And I just felt like in this book Bella made it very clear from the get-go. Like Edward is her forever after. She's never going to love anyone else struggling to like Jacob as she's like I wish he I wish he could be my brother that's the least romantic thing anyone has ever said about another um and uh she just wants him around because she's selfish and likes when boys give her attention so like I am team Jacob and the fact that I want Jacob to remove himself from this narrative like Taylor Swift and just like not not be in this story and have his own happy life and meet someone who isn't at all related to Bella Swan to be his forever mm-hmm. after love. He deserves so much more than what has been given to him in in the Twilight Saga so far. Um, and, and, and so like, I, I was reading the blurb for the third book, just, just trying to figure out where, what direction the series was going. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the, the publisher says the love triangle is picking up. And I was like, what love triangle? It is, it is, a, it is a love line between Bella and Edward, and then Jacob's just looking at them forlornly from the woods. Like, there's no triangle. <laughs> oh, girl. Strap in. Don't tell um, me it gets, like, I'm not going to tell you anything point, about why it. Why at this point would she then turn to, to, to Jacob and be like, actually, though, 
I yeah, don't love Edward anymore. There's no, there wasn't, there's never, she's a hundred percent certain Edward is it for her. It is definitely um, <laughs> a question that will be explored as to why, why is this happening? And the answers will disturb you. Um, no spoilers, gang. Uh, like I why will also the love say, triangle happens. Yes, it so it does answer, happen. Nope. Oh. There is an in-universe reason for why the love triangle is happening, and it's bad. And you should prepare yourself because it's bad. Is it because her ovaries? Um, she's already got that Renesme in her. No comment. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will say she's got that I, Renesme I was, in her. I was <laughs> frantically googling to see if this is like actually true or if this is like apocrypha that the fans have created yes um the i believe that the original plan and i think this is true because i think that it's kind of discussed in the the gender swap um her original plan was to just do twilight and basically what became midnight sun like the plot of new moon and eclipse mm-hmm. were afterthoughts so like the fact do you mean that- breaking dawn then Yep, that's what okay. I meant. <laughs> I Twilight like, and Breaking Dawn. Book, <laughs> Sorry, Twilight and Breaking Dawn okay. were the two okay. uh, books that were the original plan, the first and the fourth book, uh-huh. um, or like the stuff that happens so in she those just, two. She just came up with this extra almost 2,000 pages of shit for... Essentially to explain... <laughs> 1,000 pages of shit, I can't do math. To explain something in Breaking Dawn, to, to flesh some stuff out. Oh and my gosh. I think that this book is as useless as harry's death and that it only serves one purpose which is to propel bella towards edward i'm so mad now i'm so yeah i mean i also unfortunately will say that i think that um new moon and possibly eclipse like i have i we've, we've talked before about my twilight journey and the mm-hmm. fact that i read new moon first mm-hmm. And I will say I did have a bit of nostalgia for it. And I do think it's one of the better books in the series, oh, which is God. not saying much. <laughs> but even though it doesn't have much plot, mm-hmm. at least there's kind of plot. And at least characters kind of have maybe not growth, but like discussions that could be considered gross growth if they could be considered gross, too. Yeah, um, a lot could of be it. considered growth if you like squint. Um I think that Eclipse, mm-hmm. my spoiler-free comments on the next two, Eclipse is going to be a lot of retreading of things. It's fucking fantastic. It's <laughs> my favorite part about books. <laughs> and Breaking Dawn is not going to retread too much stuff, no, it's but go it's off the going rails. to be incredibly disturbing in many new and exciting oh, yeah. ways. So... I I can I see I can see why these books were as popular as they were. I mm-hmm. get it. I get the Twilight hype. Um, do I fall into it? No. Do I still mm. think these books are bad and harmful? Yes. Um, but I do understand why they were so appealing. Um, mm-hmm. I just if this book were even like two hundred pages shorter, I would be much more forgiving of yeah. the entire thing. But the fact that she had the audacity to make this almost six hundred pages long and the next one almost seven hundred, I'm like, girl, there there was no it's, need. It's quite lengthy. I, I also feel I need to ask it was a you fast to talk read here. Yeah. It, well, I listened to it on audiobook mm-hmm. and because I have read it more than once in my youth, yes. I didn't feel like I had to keep it at a speed 
Like yeah. it was a very first off, it was the narrator. Two X was too slow. Incredibly slow. Yes. Incredibly slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I also was like, it's okay if I don't pick up every single word because I already have. Yes. Unfortunately, it's I have to ask you, you just like here at the top. Here at the top. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or, close to the top um now that you've read book two which way are you leaning team edward or team jacob I t- <laughs> let's be which clear which t-shirt am i getting you for christmas edward continues to be the worst romantic partner that has ever existed mm-hmm. in Truly. all of time Truly. in history i he leaves her lost in the woods knowing his girl is the dumbest clumsiest woman who's ever existed he leaves mm-hmm. her in the woods mm-hmm. to almost die yeah. And <laughs> and then he goes into her house and forges a note from her that's like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm out in the woods. Come get me, teehee. <laughs> and then goes into her room and, like, hides all her, the reminders of him. We think he steals them, but he's really just hiding them under the floorboards of her room. Whatever. It's very stupid. But, like... He purposefully left her to get lost because he needed that time to do that. <laughs> this is a malicious abandoning in the woods, first of all. <laughs> and then secondly, uh-huh. like... So, Team Jacob? <laughs> I don't want Jacob to be invested with her. I love Jacob. There's nothing wrong with Jacob. He's a good, honest, sweet boy who's going through the worst puberty ever. And... Yeah. I fully think that, like, Jacob is, he's going to become some sort of alpha wolf because he's just so fucking good at it because he's our Gary Stew. Really, like, (laughs) this is a book, this is a story where the main perfect character is relegated to the background, like a parody situation, you know? Like, if this were, like, I don't know, some sort of, um, like, if, if this was supposed to be a farcical funny thing, like, ignoring who you would presume would normally be the main character and propelling two awful side characters into the limelight for mm-hmm, a billion mm-hmm. pages of text, that um, would be a very funny move. But this was done in earnest, and <laughs> I'm so sad about it. I enjoy Jacob. I enjoy, like, could uh, we, I mean, aside from the fact that Stephanie Meyer has done a very... <laughs> large disservice uh to this particular indigenous tribe like i i enjoyed jacob and his characterization um mm-hmm. and i would like to read more about him i want the what would we call it so if midnight sun was edward's pov um i guess you would just make uh, you would probably just make one called full moon and that would be this book from jacob's oh POV. it's not needed don't worry don't worry. You'll get Jacob's POV. Oh, thank God. In the next book? I can't <laughs> no, wait. You got to wait longer. No, I had to wait all the way till Breaking Dawn. <laughs> I thought that was going to be why it was rehash because it was no, going to be Jacob no, talking no. about everything he went through. No, it is it is continuing the plot as it is, but um, it's just a, emotionally a lot of rehashing. I just think that everything Edward did wrong, we're abandoning... Mm-hmm abandoning Bella and hoping that Bella would forget about him and being like cold and sharp and hard. And then here's great sunshiny boy, Jacob, who promises to never hurt her and, and is always so supportive and nice. And like the worst thing he could think to do when he was feeling so betrayed is to like get Bella a little grounded at the end of the Mm, book. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (sighs) Jacob deserves so much more than what he's been given. I, it's it's this weird situation not that we asked but for me mm-hmm. as to which i am at this point having read the full series been a twihard 
yeah. uh, divorced myself from that lifestyle and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, unwillingly come back for one last job and I'll probably die by the end of it because, you know, I'm the retiree who's returning to the, yeah, the thing. Absolutely. And, yeah, Oh, that means you're um, going to die at the end. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. always happens yeah, yeah. to the retiree so, that returns. Dang. So be prepared. Yeah. Dang. Um, this podcast will end with my death. Um, so, like, from that lens... The thing that I just keep thinking is that none of them deserve each other and not in a like everybody else is so good, but just in like no one deserves any of having to deal with any of this. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like they are all equally terrible to each other in new and surprising ways. And yes, I agree that Jacob is generally a good, sweet boy. Mm -hmm. But I think and I mean, this is also colored from me reading more of the series I think he is also controlling in his own way. And Mm. I think that he is, um, you know, to me, anytime there is a romantic triangle and the girl is very clearly saying, I like this thing and the guy keeps, or I like this guy and the guy keeps pushing back, it's a little grating and a little bit like, that's true. You're not listening. But I think in this book it's kind of forgivable because from all for all intents and purposes for most of this book it seems like Edward is never coming back and he's right? a big so villain. It's not yeah, so I'm it's with not Charlie. Like, I'm Team Charlie. <laughs> I am also generally Team Charlie. Mm-hmm. Although again, I think that um, Charlie also kind of sucks. Um, yeah, he's a pretty neglectful parent. He's a pretty bad dad mm-hmm. and a bad friend. Some would say uh, the argument that he has with Billy is. I fully didn't remember, and it's one of the most buck wild things in the world to get mm-hmm. involved in your teenage kids' like love life in that way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of being like Billy. You're lying. Your Jake, kids doing drugs. Jacob's or something. Jacob's not hanging out with my kid, and I'm mad about it. Yeah, like, that's not your job. No. She's literally 18. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> insane. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't think there are any heroes here. And I think no. the true like romantic answer is everyone needs to, uh, stop talking to each other immediately mm-hmm. and just burn it all to the ground. Yeah. Um, Forks entirely. in terms of who I like better as a character, unfortunately I am still team Edward in that regard. Not because I think he's a good person, but because I think he's a more entertaining person. Mm. I think his melodrama. Is, I mean, his little <laughs> melodramatic, sparkly ass is still really good for me. Like, I'm just like, is this? You don't need to be doing this. You don't need to be doing this. His whole goal. <laughs> spoilers if you haven't read New Moon. If you're like me and preserved yourself, um, the 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 book, the climax of the book is that Edward basically wants to create enough of a commotion that the vampire cops come and kill him. Right, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so his. His idea is to take off his shirt and go out in public in the very bright, bright light. So everyone sees him sparkling, shining as if like as if they couldn't just easily explain that away of like, look at this performance art. He's he's bedazzled himself for the holiday that we are celebrating here in Volterra or I don't know what it's called. Volterra. Volterra. Um, Isn't that entertaining? Yeah, exactly. It's a great plan. I I just I think this reread because I feel like at the time when I was coming to terms with the fact that Twilight is bad Mm -hmm. I was really like hard in the it's fucking creepy that this 107 year old is Mm -hmm. dating a teenager and that is true but I will say this rereading I was a little bit more forgiving in that I was like 
Yeah, but he truly is stuck in the mentality of a teenager. Absolutely. <laughs> he Absolutely. is still a teenager at heart, even if he has been, you know, Ugh. circled around the sun 107 times. Mm-hmm. Like, he is still... Mm-hmm absolutely not mature no his brain never developed through never developed it's just all it's it's all sparkles in there mm-hmm. you know so that was that was kind of fun to be like well it's still incredibly creepy but i don't know who else is he supposed to date right like surely not <laughs> a woman his age <laughs> like i guess that the best you could do in that situation i feel like is just start turning random teen girls into vampires mm-hmm. and then wait about 50 years yeah. for them to like mature vampire wise yeah. and then do a dating show. Like, I think that's oh. your best plan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> cause, cause otherwise it's always going to be either they're too young for you in vampire in like literal time mm-hmm. or they're going to be just far more mature than you because they're not stuck at 17. <laughs> it's really, really, I mean, being being turned into a vampire at this young of an age is a disservice. It truly it's, is. Truly, Carlisle is the villain of this Carlisle story. is a villain as well. <laughs> Dr. Carlisle Cullen. I'm trying to think. I still stand by, I think Rosalie is probably my only, like, non-terrible. Mm. Rosalie and Emmett are, like, because they keep out them, of it. They're exactly. like, this doesn't they involve their, us. They mind their own fucking Rosalie business. Rosalie will they hate spread Bella. some nasty gossip that will propel the entire actual plot of this book. But, like, other than that. Good for her. Good for her. Good for her. <laughs> At least her shit is fun, you know? Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of people are also like, oh, Alice is the only good one. And I'm like, no. No, she's definitely not. No, they all left of their own volition. Yes. And that's that's another. Okay, so we got to get to the plot of this. Yeah. So I'll, I'll hold this thought till we talk about the inciting incident. Okay. Because I have comments. It comes up pretty quick. So you won't have it to comes wait up long, pretty quick. listeners. Yeah. Don't worry. But before we get to that, oh. would we recommend? Yes. No. I'm No, I would not <laughs> recommend. Yes, we do to this segment. No, I don't think so. I think at this point in 2024, there are much better vampire books. There are much better paranormal romances uh, where you can, where you can uh, enjoy them knowing that they are not problematic. Mm. so i think i'd say at this point if you want to if you want to engage it's weird unless you're anna in which mm. case it's funny um <laughs> and a good bit to end the podcast on <laughs> but otherwise it's like a blaze if, of hate <laughs> if you haven't yet i don't know why you would now uh if you gotta i would say audiobook's probably the way to go because mm. it was just watch the a, movies honestly. just watch the movies though honestly like, that's a can't I mean, be good time don't do it alone. Yes. I've, I've had this conversation recently where I like, I don't want to watch the movies alone because then I don't feel like I'm mm-hmm. doing it in earnest and it won't be funny. Yeah. It'll be sad. Yeah. But if I'm doing them with other people, then suddenly it becomes ironic. And also it's really, really it. fun to watch with someone who's never seen them oh, before. Yeah. 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 I will say it is entertaining. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you want to be that entertainment for someone, watch the movie, mm-hmm. but like you don't need to spend your no. one human life on this. The if you're a vampire, maybe. Hours long. And granted, yeah. you can listen to it at 2x because the narrator's so slow. And you could even listen to it at 3x yeah. and probably be okay, yeah. as some of us did. It is. It's just, it's... Mm. It's really, <laughs> it's like, real it rough, is... guys. I, I have my audiobooks automatically set to play at, like, 1.8 these days. Um, getting up there. I know. Slowly and, and I I usually I'll, like, creep it up as I get, like, used to the speed, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but... 
Yeah, I started this one at two and I was like, this sounds normal. And then I it turned it back to one just to see. And it was so slow. Mm-hmm. Like molasses. Edward. Like honey. I was looking out at forks. Like, girl, I know it's like not the era where everybody's cottoned on to the fact that you can like just say like do it real slow in order to pad the time out but mm-hmm. like this was like pre pre audiobooks paying by the minute being like a big thing yeah you know? so yeah. i don't know well, i guess they probably still paid the artist by the minute when it was or like by the hour or whatever mm-hmm. but um yeah it definitely felt like a a, a very very indie author had told mm. her we're this is gonna be on like yeah we want to get paid unlimited. for as much as we can we need to get paid so slow it down mm-hmm. slow it down slow it down if you think you're going slow slow it down again <laughs> um okay so not really recommending this to other people what would you recommend this week oh this week i read Sorry, I gotta pull up the titles on Storygraph. I recommend switching to Storygraph from Goodreads because <sighs> I'm like mid switch. Mm-hmm. I have a Storygraph thing and I'm trying to get over there, mm-hmm. but I also just have grown accustomed to one. It's true style, and I need to just be a big girl. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's always hard to switch to a different platform. Um, and then it's so hard. It's the hardest thing. Storygraph is like not. <laughs> Storygraph is not as socially oriented mm. as Goodreads is, so if that's yeah. what you're looking for. But also, for, like, but... that's kind of why Goodreads is poison, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Fair. <laughs> Very fair. You know? Like, you can't really trust anything on Goodreads, I feel like. Uh, uh, so or you, I... you have to know how to, like, read between the lines to trust things mm-hmm, on Goodreads. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, go for those, like, two-star reviews. Those are going to yeah. be the most honest ones. <laughs> or, you know, do a five and a one and see what the one disliked. And if those are things that you like, then you're good. Then you're good right? for sure. Yeah. Um, I read this week The Decagon House Murders by Yukito Ayatsuji um, with the translator is, I think, Hong Lee Wong. And this is it was like a classic uh, from the 80s Japanese murder mystery um, that uh, takes a lot of um, influence from Agatha Christie's And Then There Were None. So it's like all these uh, university students go to stay at this house that was recently the um, uh, 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 the site of a like murder-suicide su- murder mm-hmm. situation. And um, then they start dying. And it's, I, I liked it. It was interesting because I had not read a... Um, a translated murder mystery like this so i just kind of liked mm-hmm. it from like you know as someone who reads a lot of murder mysteries like seeing what the, yeah. the differences and in, in how they were constructed and stuff like that um but no i thought it was it was generally very very fun uh little mystery um and i read that and then i'm currently in the middle of reading um the monsters we defy by leslie penelope which mm-hmm. is a book about a girl named clara who can talk to spirits and then Ooh. um something happens where she has to where a spirit asks her to steal this magic ring from a very wealthy woman and she has to get an unlikely team together to pull off the heist and this is all taking place in 1920s washington dc um so it is it is a lot of fun and i'm enjoying it so far i'm enjoying the voice of it all 
Um, I love like a, a historical that's in a slightly like less trod period. And I feel like 1920s are like, or it's not historical, but like mm-hmm. historical subject matter. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes place on uh, the like historic Black Broadway, which I don't really know a lot about, but it seems like a very fun um, setting. And I would like to learn more about it after I finish this book. So definitely, definitely fun. It was recent, recently published, I think. I don't remember. But anyway, how about you? Um, So I had a bit of a kerfuffle and this is about New Moon, Mm. but it's going to relate to my recommendation. This is an M story. So just. Okay. Everyone sit tight. Everyone sit tight. It's going to go a few (laughs) different ways and it might not make sense. Um, Okay. So I, as you know, went to borrow this book. Uh, my library's website Mm -hmm. and every single edition of this book except for like the like cd copy of the audiobook Mm -hmm. was 18 holds twenty thousand holds like so even though we're sitting here like who would read twilight in the year of our lord 2024 apparently a lot of people every like all four of them everybody had checked them out I, there was no way. There's no way I was going to get it the night before the recording. That was foolish of me. I shouldn't have forgotten. So I was like, okay, am I truly going to buy New Moon? Do I do less legal ways? Do I? Okay. I don't feel great about spending money on Stephanie Meyer right. in general yeah. for a lot of reasons. Um, bad writing. Bad person. Her politics. <laughs> um, just like kind of her vibe. Um, so I don't feel great about that. So I was like, okay, let me look at Audible and see what they've got. Which also, don't love signing back up for Audible. Audible itself is also, you know, there's some stuff there. But mm-hmm. like, I was like, okay, let me let me see if I can get it on Audible and sign up and do a credit through Audible. Because somehow in my head, that makes it less bad that I'm spending <laughs> right. money on it. Uh-huh. Right? There's like an, uh, a bit There's of There's a third party that there. you're like, yes. oh, they made me do it. They made me do it. So I was like checking to see what all the prices were on Audible to like see, okay, how many credits do I need to get? Like I have to sign back up to get the first credit mm-hmm. and then like I could buy additional credits and go ahead and buy these um, now if I don't think that I can get the hold on them or whatever. So I did all that and accidentally spent my first I was like I think I can get them through the hold maybe for the other two Mm -hmm. so I did that and I accidentally um spent my first credit on the third book instead of this one so then (laughs) I did have to um go ahead and and, uh, get more credits uh to buy this one so I did and I now have two of them, and hopefully the fourth one will I'll get the hold by the time we get to it, but probably not because a lot of people are horny for vampires, I guess. Wild. Um, all that being said, I now am back on Audible for a bit, so I was like, I got to make this worthwhile. So I was looking for stuff on Audible, and I saw that Alyssa Cole's The AI Who Loved Me, which is a book that I have wanted to listen to for a really long time because mm-hmm. it's like a semi-full cast recording oh, cool. that I think yeah. is exclusive to Audible, but I'm not sure. Um is on there so that's what i've been listening to and it's very cute uh it's like a sci-fi dystopia situation but also a rom-com so that's very fun um it's like girl who works who used to work for this like essentially amazon type company um except like what amazon is trying to be in Mm, terms mm -hmm. of like controlling every aspect of everyone's life great um so you know like 
medicine and uh, transportation and all this other stuff, right? So mm-hmm. she used to work for them, and she had some sort of accident happen. Um, that's unclear exactly what happened so far, but some sort of accident happened, and so she quit. And some people are trying to, like, maybe talk her into, like, going back or whatever. And um, in the meantime, she has her neighbor across the way. A very cute man has moved in who uh, the neighbor purports that it is her nephew. Mm -hmm. But this Mm -hmm. man acts very strangely for the first little while. He doesn't, like, talk at all and doesn't seem to understand what she's saying. And her neighbor across the way is like, oh, he was in an accident. Um, But then we're getting chapters from his point of view. And basically, he's an AI who's just come online. So he's, like, having to download language and stuff. Love that. Love Um, that. So, but there also seems to maybe be a nefarious plot going on with why he has been sent to, the, to this, perhaps to draw her back into working for the big bad Amazon mm. XP. Um, but I'm assuming he will eventually, you know, not want to do that or something like that. And, you know, they'll run away together or something. But it's it's cute so far. And I, you know, it's not like full, full cast, but it's pretty close to it. It's got like a uh, main male, female. And then like for, there's kind of like, interstitial chapters i think where it's more like um a play or like a a transcript of her like psych appointments and stuff Mm -hmm. so like those are full cast basically but then the other chapters where it's like their interior is just them i like that i like the sound of that that sounds fun yeah it's really fun and you know more fun than twilight (laughs) so many things in some ways in some ways you know yeah i mean it's certainly (laughs) i i it's it's certainly an education uh, in in a part of uh, the cultural world. Mm-hmm. M- no, cult- book cultural. Hmm. What am I trying to say? Zeitgeist? Maybe. I missed out on this uh, yeah. when because I was very opposed to it as, you know, any really good hardcore Harry Potter fan. <laughs> Christ. Um, so, I mean, there's no heroes in this, this. story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember going to see one of the Harry Potter movies at midnight and they showed a Twilight trailer and everyone was cheering and I was so cool and edgy. I was booing. (laughs) I remember that I was super hyped when they cast Robert Pattinson for Twilight Mm. because um, when the fourth Harry Potter movie came out, all of my non-Ace Spectrum friends Mm -hmm. were really horny for various people in it and I picked one and it was Robert Pattinson Ugh. because like none of my friends were like yeah you have to everybody be. was horny for Daniel Radcliffe or no you know, the fourth like, movie was the worst one it was like the the year that everyone needed a haircut and couldn't get listen, one I don't well all my friends were scruffy what oh. scruffy lovers what oh. can I say no, couldn't uh, but yeah everybody was like all about Daniel Radcliffe or mm. like uh David Tennant which I do get that one now as an adult mm. um but yeah the I was like, uh, uh, Robert, uh, Cedric Diggory was hot. And so then that like. And history vindicated. Became a thing that I could cling to in Twilight. I was like, yes, I'm definitely sexually attracted to that man. For sure. I guess, you know, he's fine. I'm sure he's he's I am more attracted to his personality than I am to his looks. For sure. He seems like a completely off the wall person. And I love that. He does. I feel like I I was going to say I'd like to hang out with him, but I don't think I would. No, that would be so stressful. I just like hearing about him. So stressful. Hearing about him make pasta in the microwave. Absolutely not. I would be concerned for his well-being 24-7. But I do enjoy reading about him and his adventures. (laughs) <laughs> Although, also at the same time, uh, fuck him for what he uh, put FKA twigs through, because that's some bullshit. Oh, I don't know. He it not it, he uh, 
he had a lot of fans who were very racist to her. Oh, and God. He did not really do didn't much do shit about to it. dispel that. Wow. Yeah. So not necessarily aggressively terrible, but still pretty bad. But not using his platform for yeah. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Just want to put that, that stinger on there as a downer for our Robert Pattinson. I am enjoyment. very sad now. <laughs> I know, right? Real shithead behavior. Real shithead behavior. Mm. Okay, let's talk about other shitheads. Like in this book. Like in this book, Robert Pattinson. I'm killing it with the um, tonight. <laughs> so this book starts out with Bella is she's turning 18, guys. She's turning 18 and it is a problem. Do you know why it's a problem? Because Edward the immortal vampire died when he was 17 and now Bella will forever be older than her boyfriend. Girl, you're not. You're not. You're Bella. never going to be you as old as that him. He's ancient. <laughs> He's at at the same time ancient, but not ancient enough where he gets a pass on this bullshit, which again, never get a pass on dating a 17 year old. But we've talked before about how it somehow gets less creepy Mm. as you get more ancient because it's kind of like, well, who else are you supposed to date? Again, should never be a teenager. Yeah. But like you should look for, you know, at least 25. Yeah. But I feel like a 75 year old vampire who's frozen at 25 dating a 25 year old is creepier than a 300-year-old vampire dating hmm. somebody at 25. Because it's like, 75, that's still a reasonable age that humans could get to. And so it's you basically just a 75-year-old. You could have found someone was 75. Yeah. Or kept the yeah. same 25-year-old girlfriend throughout her whole life. Right. Yeah. Whereas a 300-year-old, it's like, okay, I get it. There's not any other option. <laughs> you right? must you must go. It's going to be ones. weird no matter what. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just love another vampire. I mean, that's the ideal. But what if they're all paired up? Well, yeah, like that's true. Edward's I mean, look, case. Edward's the only one in his family that doesn't have a boy or a girl. Well, or boyfriend or, or girlfriend. Boyfriend. Who even knows? Who even knows? It's certainly not a boyfriend. This is everyone is straight and white. <laughs> Absolutely. They are. Stephanie could never. Um, <laughs> she doesn't have the range. She doesn't have, <laughs> she doesn't have the morals. Um, the... So this this whole Bella uh, Bella wants to become a vampire ASAP because she doesn't want to get any more older than Edward. It would be her worst nightmare if she became more than a teenager. This is literally out of the book. She said, "If you're stuck as a teen forever, I want to be also." Like she she is so terrified of the thought of turning 20 because Edward will never <laughs> Edward will never be 20. He'll always be 17, right? And I feel like this is such a typical like fear or concern for books for this age group of like getting older and Mm. older being like 18 basically like i i remember plenty of books where you know there were there was concerns about being but the the moral is in any other book is never yup that's good lean into it yeah you must actually yeah you're right you should be 18 forever it's good to never grow or change yeah like wild absolutely uh, so Bella wants to become a vampire ASAP and Edward said no and Bella was like why and Edward's like I got religion surprise <laughs> Edward believes that when a person becomes a vampire they lose their soul their soul is destroyed it's gone it's it's you can never go to heaven or hell you're just dead when you're dead um, and isn't that sad I was this so is based on somebody's doctrine i don't carlisle know. believes in heaven and hell still but he still thinks they can go to heaven and hell and everyone's like not me why 
I don't know. Edward refuses to discuss this with anyone. So he's not going to change Bella. And this is just a fight they have constantly. So anyway, they have a birthday party for her. But Bella doesn't want to celebrate her birthday. She doesn't want to be reminded that she's older than her boyfriend. It's awful. I hate birthdays. So she's real fucking grumpy and, and ungrateful. All these people buy her birthday presents or checking in on her and being like, hey, Bella, happy birthday. Hope it was great. The Cullens throw a birthday party for her. Alice is so excited to throw a birthday party for her best friend. And uh, I don't know why she didn't foresee this, but they wrap all the paper. They are, they wrap all the gifts in wrapping paper that is very hard to unwrap. And Bella gets a little paper cut. She gets a little paper cut and she bleeds a little bit. Jasper immediately full on like, I'm going to eat her. And Edward has to, has to he, his, his best option is to throw Bella into a table that's full of, of, of dishes and, and cake and the table breaks and she gets all cut up to hell from all of the broken plates and glasses and sh- and stuff. So like now all the vampires are like, oh no, she smells so good. And they have to leave. The only one that can handle it is Carlisle who stitches her up. And he's like, hey, you know, Edward's got religion. So you just got to be patient with him. And she's like, hmm, that's weird. And he's like, yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> um, Edward takes Bella home. And he's kind of standoffish for the next few days. And Bella just knows in her gut something bad's going to happen. And the bad thing that happens is that Edward takes Bella out into the woods one day and is like, I don't love you and you're not good for me. Let's break up. And Bella immediately believes him because he turns on his vampire no emotions face. And she's like, wow, he must be telling the truth to me. She has a breakdown in the woods. He leaves her there. It's raining. She can't find her way back because he's taken her so far into the woods with his vampire speed um as i said before while she's there in the woods crying sobbing a mess can't find her way out of the woods he he writes a note to charlie in in bella's hand so so you know so people can find her so they don't think she just like drove off or something i don't know leaves a note and then um takes all her stuff that reminds her of him including the cd he just made her of all of her all of his little piano songs and uh (laughs) And then he fucks off. The rest of the Collins leave too. So I want to talk about the Collins all leaving mm-hmm. because I think it really ties into the like, is is it okay that Edward is dating an 18-year-old or is it not, right? Because mm-hmm. um, here's the thing. If Edward is mentally a teenager mm-hmm. and, is a te- and therefore counts as a teenager and it's okay that he's dating Bella, yeah. then... Any sensible parent figure would not say you're right to dump your girlfriend yes. in the woods. We need to all leave our lives and this town immediately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of the few places where we can live because of it's so cloudy. And also like I have a job here and also like uh, all of your siblings go to school and it would be fucking weird if we all just picked up and left and might raise some eyebrows and that would be bad for the vampire <laughs> thing. And also like we've said, like we try to stay as long as we possibly can. And we've only been here like two years. So mm-hmm, like we definitely mm-hmm. haven't hit the limit on that. Um, no, we're definitely going to listen to you, a teenager who has broken up with his first girlfriend ever and uh, has decided to do that in the most fucking buck wild way possible by leaving her in the woods and stealing all of her things. <laughs> and we think that this is good and we should support it. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. That is not something you do with your teenage child. Like 
that's in, that's that's <laughs> ridiculous. If he is an adult capable of making his own decisions, this is still ridiculous because you also don't follow an adult to go fuck off to L.A. or yeah. they weren't in L.A. They no, just they, they went to Denali, LA, which I don't know why Edward Denali. didn't just go there by himself just again. Go there he by did himself. that already. Right. Exactly. Why did he have to uproot the entire family? This is why I'm saying that, frankly, uh, 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 Rosalie did nothing wrong because yeah. Belle and Edward are up here fucking up everyone's life yep. because Be- Edward doesn't know how to break up with someone. Mm-hmm. Like this mm-hmm. is wild. The fact that he like if I was if I was Esme and my teenage son came to me and was like, "Hey, I dumped my Pack girlfriend up. in the woods. We all have to leave because she bled a bit at her birthday." I would be like, "Bro, it I understand that you're upset and you can take a break and go to Denali if you want. I we have a house. Yeah. Like we have like Carlisle. You're all in job. school, which apparently is important to us mm-hmm. for some reason. We keep doing it over and over again. So like mm-hmm. What are we doing? Like, no, I'm not going to, to also, this is unhealthy and bad and I'm not going to let you, like, I'm not going to feed into it. They were but no, everyone's just teenagers. like, yep, I guess Edward's, Edward had a bad breakup. So we all have to leave. Like yeah. if I was Rosalie, I'd also want to get my revenge on Edward by telling him his little girlfriend had died. Yeah, like, look, we absolutely. all left and then now she's dead. Ha ha. Na- yeah. Ha, like ha. this is, this is a, a wild move <laughs> and does not, does not make sense to treat him as if he is 17 if he's an adult at least i i could see them being like well he he's gonna make his own choices and also we're glad he's no longer dating a teenager because he's Mm -hmm. 107 Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but still i wouldn't pack up my entire life and leave no it was totally unnecessary um i don't know why they all thought it would be a good idea it's or less weird or less suspicious yes. to all leave. It's so because like I think that's the thing is that they want to fully cut ties with Bella because like it, it brings danger to her or whatever. But I'm like, just living in the same town as her doesn't like. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. Stop inviting her over for birthday parties. That's fine. She didn't want it anyway. Now I could see the argument with like what we know about the werewolves later that maybe they were like trying to do a kindness unto the wolves by beating feet. But also if they cared that much about the werewolves, they wouldn't have moved here in the first place because they knew that this is what would happen. I think mm. actually, no, I might be wrong. They might not know that that might be a thing that comes up in later books. I don't remember. Do you know what I'm talking about? About how the werewolves exist because vampires are there. Yes. 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 yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that wasn't Jacob this book, is explaining right? that to Bella, but I don't know if the Collins know, know that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. I think that might be a plot point in a later book. Oh well. Oh well. Um, so then the werewolf thing is immaterial. So we're back to it's ridiculous that they all just yes. did what Edward said. <laughs> so, so then Bella goes through her big depression. Um. All right. <laughs> she's real sad she's real sad to be single uh only people who even want to still talk to her through her depression are charlie and mike newton because he thinks bella's hot and her friend that starts with an a angelina or something angela angela uh angela yeah angela who seems to be the only nice person that lives in forks honestly angela Mm -hmm. she's a real one gonna stick with bella through thick and thin um 
recognizes mental illness when she sees it and isn't going to drop her friend. But yeah, so so Bella is just like for months just going through the motions, stops stops, you know, interacting with people in any meaningful way. Uh she still goes to school and she's doing real good in school because all she does is study and go to work uh cuz she doesn't want to be alone with her thoughts. Um her dad does eventually like after a few months of this, like she's like picks up on the fact that Charlie is like actually real real concerned about her and her health. So she like goes to do a little um uh, a little play date with Jessica who is kind of she's Jessica is over Bella at this point she's like this you are not you are not anything I want to be associated with now I'm friends with Lauren now who's like a pretty big mean girl so I don't really need you anymore Here's the Bella. thing though I don't think Lauren is that big of a mean girl like I don't remember why we're supposed to be mad at Bella at Lauren I mean I think it's just because she's blonde I think Lauren and just had a crush absolute... on Mike and Mike doesn't yeah. like Lauren sorry and it's like Oh, no, it wasn't even Mike. Oh, no, it, Mike and Jessica, Jessica were together, yeah. She had a crush on Tyler, I think. Oh, the van that, boy. that makes sense, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, it was upset that uh, he liked Bella. And also, like, there's a lot of comments in the first book, I think, about, like, her flipping her blonde hair around, which also gets towards Rosalie, too, because Stephanie Meyer just fucking hates blonde the women. Blonde women. Um, but then in this book, we have the absolutely bizarre scene in the lunchroom where Bella is, like, coming out of her fugue state and noticing things around her for the first time and sees that Lauren has uh, a, has a very short haircut and wonders to herself what happened to her that made her get this haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, oh, maybe she got gum stuck in it. It's like, she couldn't have just wanted a haircut. Like, no, of course. <laughs> Something awful be had full- to have happened to her. And I believe, I don't think this is in the books, I think this is something Stephanie Meyer said later, that it was revealed by Stephanie Meyer that the reason Lauren got a haircut is because she went to a mall and uh, was told by a, like, model scout that she would look better with short hair and he would, like, uh, you know, like, she would get the job, basically, if she cut her hair off, and she did, and then he, like, was a scam sort of thing. So, again, just an absolutely unnecessary amount of vitriol for this teenage girl who we've seen do pretty much nothing oh man occasionally is snarky slightly snarky to bella like which i would be too bella's weird as shit bella's fucking weird and i as someone who went through the like super depressed stage and had like uh uh, you know people around me trying to figure out what to do with that in the like when i was 18 basically Mm -hmm. like Oh my god, I is fully, it because you had a vampire boyfriend that left you? That I didn't me, yeah. know. It was, yeah. <laughs> I, should, I could have done uh, more for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I I look at, like, what uh, Jessica is doing, and mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of a normal reaction to the situation as a teenager, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you are not a mental health professional. You don't know this girl that well. Like, mm-hmm. they've only been friends for... She's only lived in Forks for a year. Yeah, and not even, like, at the full year, I don't think, um, at or maybe maybe at this point I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, I think she but, comes out of her fugue stake at 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 the year anniversary or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I would also not know what to do or how to act around her and I don't know, like from the way that she's acting, you kind of get the idea that probably people did try to reach out and help her early on and mm-hmm. she seems to have rebuffed them yeah and that's understandable if you're going through a very depressive episode but also like you can't really blame people for maybe being a little bit wary of you when you mm-hmm. get out of it you know mm-hmm. especially teenagers like they're not mental health professionals they don't know they don't know they, they don't know how to deal with on. your teenagers are selfish and that's okay. debilitating depression yeah <laughs> 
So, so they go to this movie in Port Angeles, which, if you remember, is the place where she, they always go to movies and go shopping and have dinner with Edward. <laughs> and um, get assaulted. And get assaulted. Yeah, because so she, they, they're walking par- past this, like, kind of seedy bar, and she's like, wow, those guys remind me of the time that Edward saved my life. I'm going to go towards them. And as she does, she hears this voice in her mind, and it's Edward's voice, and he's like, don't, Bella, don't, that's dumb as hell. Don't do that. <laughs> but she's like, oh. Being fucking stupid. If I do something dangerous, Edward's voice calls to me, I'm going to keep doing dangerous things. So this is the theme of the book, is Bella becomes rebel without a cause, truly. In she, just... <laughs> just <laughs> adrenaline the junkie. The most Mormon way possible. To hear Edward's <laughs> voice. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't do things like start drinking heavily or doing drugs. You know, she's like, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to walk up to these men. That looks scary. Uh, I'm going to ride a motorcycle. And then obviously I'm going to almost drown in the ocean from cliff diving. This is the natural sequential order of these things. Yes. So. (laughs) So Bella, Bella, Bella is reckless now. Um, she is going. She she's driving around Forks. She finds these motorcycles on the side of the road. They're all beat up. She takes them because uh, they were being given away for free. And she's like, the only person I know that can help me put this all together is my friend, my old friend, childhood friend, Jacob Black. Let's go see how Jacob's doing. Here's sweet Jacob, who has harbored a crush for Bella for probably some time. And um, she comes up to him with some motorcycles. And she's like, hey, man, can you put my these motorcycles together and then teach me how to ride? And he's like, yes. And they develop this friendship that I want to, I mean, like, Jacob obviously thinks this is leading to something so much more. But um, Bella Bella strikes up this, this friendship with him because she has a hole in her heart and she needs a boy's attention to fill it. And uh, there's Jacob willing to do so. And um, they hang out every day, almost 24-7, it seems. When they're not in school or at work, they're together. And um, they learn how to ride motorcycles together. And Bella hears, hears Edward's voice, and that's cool. And eventually, um, Jacob starts to open up to her about some, like, worries he has. He has a couple friends, Quill and Embry. Um, and uh, Embry has recently started hanging out with this guy, Sam, who is um, – Jacob doesn't think much of him. He's, like, he's just, like, this guy in his 20s that everyone thinks is a hometown hero but, like, hasn't done shit. And he, he like, he, he kind of, like – he's, like, he's a gang leader and, you know, he, he they call themselves the protectors and every all the old people seem to respect them for some reason. But, like, I don't know. I think it's all really dumb. But Embry has fallen in with his crowd and now doesn't ever talk to us ever anymore and we're all concerned about it so Bella's got this idea in her mind of like yeah Sam he's he's a cult leader (laughs) that's where she goes immediately which you know was like "Hmm, interesting for a Mormon to that's fine that's fine uh (laughs) but yeah so um then other stuff happens it doesn't it's all it's all stupid teenage stuff happens The, the next big plot point is that um Jacob stops hanging Another out with Bella. Another movie. Oh. I mean, it's, it's when they go to the movie and everybody gets sick and Bella thinks it's the flu. Yeah. But it's werewolf. For it's Jacob. werewolf. Yeah. Jacob Jacob's, Jacob. stops hanging out with Bella after getting the stomach flu. And 
Bella spends like three weeks calling his home nonstop, even though Billy has been like, he's sick. He doesn't want to talk to you. Stop calling. She keeps calling. <laughs> and, and to the point where like Charlie intervenes, like we said, he calls involved and he calls up ugh. his friend Billy and he's like, your son is mistreating my daughter. Put him on the phone right now or else I'm going to come over and arrest Sam for being in a cult or whatever. Very similar parenting style to the Collins in some way, I feel, where it is like this sort of uh, supportive parenting, which is like not actually supportive in any way that's helpful in that both are like, my child is hurting, so I will just indulge their every whim instead of, Mm -hmm. I don't know, teaching them how to deal with painful situations. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the Collins are like, oh, you broke up with your human girlfriend and you want to go to Denali? We'll come with you. And Carla or uh, Charlie's like, oh, you're your best friend who you're leading on. And I hate to say that, but you definitely are Mm -hmm. is not calling you back. I'll yell at his dad for you. Like, that's not good parenting. It was very embarrassing to read about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then he like threat, and then this was another dynamic that you know, woof. The chief of this town, uh, the police chief, being like to this uh indigenous guy about other like uh indigenous kids on the res, yeah, saying like if they put a single toe out of line, I'll be on them. Yeah, what like, the fuck, dude? Charlie, fuck you, Charlie, Charlie, absolute, uh, absolute buffoonery. God. So Bella, uh, Bella gets attacked in the woods by Laurent. Do you guys remember Laurent? Um, he was one of the vampires from the first book. There were three of them. There was Victoria. There was James. There was Laurent. Victoria and Laurent fucked off. Um, when James started getting real serious about eating Bella. Well, Victoria stuck around because she was helping James. Oh, with okay. Collins. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and because they're mates, they were they they yes. were in love with each other or something. I don't fucking yes. know, but deep deep soulmates. Uh, so when uh James died, that made Victoria real mad, and so Victoria went to Laurent and was Laurent and was like, "Hey Laurent, can you can you help me kill Bella to get revenge for Edward killing my mate?" And he was like, "Hell yeah!" So he goes to Forks and he tries to kill Bella. But before he can, these werewolves show up and they're like, but "Also, he's not supposed to kill Bella." That's right. right he's then? supposed to capture her, but she tastes so good. She smells so good. She smells, she smells so good. So, good. so it's also just kind of like, what was the plan? Bella's big like, stench. He was, just, he was just out hunting for funsies, which also there's been a lot of mysterious deaths in the woods up to now, and um, maybe the vampire has something to do with yeah, that. Yeah, it's not a bear, guys. It's vampires. It's not a bear. It's but Bella thinks it's wolves. Bella thinks it's wolves because she saw big wolves. So fucking dumb she's so dumb um, like if you know of the existence of vampires whatever it <laughs> it's just it's if you know vampires bunch, are okay, real so, i'd be so, like what other paranormal creatures and cryptids are real right? then all of so them so a bunch of people are dying in the woods yeah she gets attacked by a vampire who she knows kills people which there's this whole thing about her realizing that he's not actually a vegan like the rest of the, the he was faking are. it what a he dick was faking it um and he's like, yep, I've been eating people in the woods. And she's like, dope. Laurent was the one eating people in the woods. A bunch of wolves show up. She doesn't know that they're werewolves yet. She doesn't not know that. But, you know, a bunch of were- a bunch of wolves show up, chase him away. Mm-hmm. She then goes to her dad and is like, it's not a bear. It's wolves. Which I guess, like, you could make the argument that, okay, she's just trying to give, like, plausible deniability about the vampire thing. I don't know. It kind of seems like maybe she should have fucking stayed out of it. But mm-hmm. then she's like, 
people keep dying. It's definitely the wolves because Laurent's dead. So if people keep dying, it's not Laurent. Like, babe, he told you Victoria was here. What are you talking about? It's got to be the wolves. What in your godforsaken empty head made you think that it was the wolves? Like... (laughs) Even if they're even if they're regular wolves, even if they're like like the two. Okay, so before she knows that they're werewolves, it's just regular wolves. Like, do you truly think she's like? It's so weird that this vampire is afraid of wolves. Like, okay, whatever. But do you think that there's just a pack of wolves hunting down and slaughtering people indiscriminately? A thing that has never happened ever. Like, Mm -hmm. so that's wild Mm -hmm, if you think mm -hmm. that's what it is. But then once you put the little the puzzle pieces all come together and you realize that it's fucking werewolves. To then be like, mm, my best friend, who's a 16-year-old dude, is probably out killing people every night. And it's probably not the vampire that the other vampire told me was here. Like, girl. She does not put two and two together. That's why. Yeah, she, can't, she, she doesn't even put one and one together. Big, dumb, stinky Bella. She can't do shit without her men. It's she just, can't think without babe. them. She can't put one and one together to make two. She's too. It's really upsetting. <sighs> So big dumb stinky Bella then <laughs> then goes like to Jacob's house and is like, hey, Jacob, let's have a fight about why you won't talk to me. And Jacob, like he takes her out into the woods and kind of in a one to one parallel to Edward's whole thing is like, I can't be friends with you anymore. But instead of saying you're not good enough for me, he's like, I'm not good for you. And then she gets real upset and goes back into her fugue state. But then Jacob sneaks into her room that very same night and he's like, I'm so sorry. I broke my promise because he made a promise to never hurt her or leave her or yada, yada, yada. Um, He's like, I'm sorry I broke my promise, but I literally cannot tell you what's going on with me except it has to do with Sam. And and then he's like, oh, but maybe you could guess again. One to one to her guessing Edward wanting her to say what she was, what he was and guess what he was. Uh, He's like, I've told you what I am in the past. You just have to remember. And she goes, I can't do it. I'm never going to do it. I can't. I can't. And he said, you'll have to try for me. Promise you'll try. And then he jumps out her window and she's like, wow, he didn't get hurt at all doing that. And then he runs off with super speed. She's like, "He mu- it must be the drugs. <laughs> it must be the drugs he's on. But then she has a dream that night and it is a dream of, of, it is it is a memory actually it's not really a dream but she calls it a dream she has a memory and it is of a story that jacob told her about how they're uh that the the uh is it quillute quillute the quillute tribe believes in uh or has like a, a kinship towards wolves and that may and be the cold ones, the whole vampire story that she got yeah. the first time yeah. about the Collins that made her think maybe they're vampires is the cold ones. And they showed up years and years and years ago. It's the same cold ones. And their natural enemy is the werewolf. Yeah. And the Quillutes have werewolves. Oh, yeah. there it is. So she we got it. Goes, it's He's werewolves. a werewolf. And it's like, babe, why do you have to keep putting things together in dreams? Like, how is it that your dreaming mind is so much more on top of it than your waking mind? This is a real problem. <laughs> it's just screaming at her. Her two brain cells are like, please, a werewolf. <laughs> the only time we could get her to think is when her guard is down and she's asleep. <laughs> and the other time she's fighting off those thoughts. All she's doing is think about Edward. Um, Tragic. So she immediately wakes up and goes to Jacob and and is like, I know what you are. Her dad is hunting wolves in the, the forest and she has to warn him. Yeah. So she goes, I know what you are. You're a werewolf. And he goes, 
oh, I can't believe it. You must hate me now. And she's like, no, I don't hate you being a werewolf. I hate that you're a murderer. And he's like, what are you talking about? We don't murder anyone. We're the protectors. Sam's pack is called the protectors. We're all wolves together and protect people. And she goes, oh, I thought you were going out and killing all the people that have been showing up, dad. And he's like, no, we're fighting. the vampire that told me that he was doing that (laughs) he's like no we're fighting that where or that vampire and she's like oh well that's good because that vampire is specifically after me and he goes we need to talk to the rest of the wolves so they take bella talk to the pack (laughs) he brings bella to sam and and they and they they bring bella into into their under their protection and she hangs out in la push for a long time uh, while they're out hunting vampire and they never find it. Great. Great. Bella's going to cliff dive. She does her big cliff dive. She's supposed to go with Jacob, but Jacob got busy because they thought they found the the vampire. But Doing wolf things. That was a false lead. It's fine. She, uh, the, a storm is coming in and she's like, no time but the present. She jumps off the cliff, but the waters are stormy because storm. And she begins to drown. Who could have foreseen Who could have foreseen it? Only Alice. <laughs> That's right. Alice Cullen foresaw this. <laughs> Jacob uh, is gets there in time to prevent Bella from fully dying, unfortunately. And then they they bring her home. And she's like, no hospitals, no hospitals. So they, they take her home. And uh, she wakes up and, and, who, and no, that's not right. Well, whatever. She ends she, up at home. And guess who's there up, is Alice. She's there. She's there first. Charlie has to go to the funeral because... Mm. No wait, no, no that's 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 yet. another that's day. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Alice shows up Alice because shows up she saw Bella's the vision house. of Bella seemingly committing self murder by jumping <laughs> off of a cliff. She, she saw Bella being an idiot, and she's like, "I know she'll probably be dead by the time I get there, but maybe I can help Charlie play in the funeral." These are her literal thoughts on the page. Maybe I could help Charlie out somehow now that his darling daughter is dead because of Edward's actions. Do we think Alice is secretly horny for Charlie? Maybe. Because they're on a first name like, basis with each other. They're real chummy. You made her breakfast. In a way that I feel like if I was a, how old is Alice? Like she was from the 20s or whatever. Yeah. So like. Like she's supposed to be and, the same age as Edward to everyone that's not in the know. Yeah. But if I was like an 80 year old woman. Yeah. And a hot cop made me breakfast. <laughs> with a mustache and a Burundian you know, daughter. And my love of my life was a Confederate soldier. Yeah, there aren't many like things two that sides a cop of the same coin, baby. To, but I think Confederate soldier might be one of them. Uh, but he just sees her as a teenager, as he should. But I don't know. You know uninterested. He, mm, I don't know. Like, why I is think, he? I think Charlie's vibes are friendly dad. Mm, I think he's her vibes really are... like. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know, man. But <laughs> Alice we'll shows keep up. An eye on it. She's like, damn, we all thought you were dead because I saw you jump. And I'm like. And then nothing and after then nothing that. after. Why hadn't Alice seen anything else that was going to happen to Bella? Oh, because uh, did they not say it in this book? I don't know. It's because it's the werewolves. She can't see werewolves. Oh, she can't see anything werewolves. So werewolves. she couldn't see Bella. So she couldn't see Bella get rescued by Jacob, and then Jacob was hanging out with her the whole time after that. Oh, so anything I didn't that the werewolves are together. involved in, okay? Because I think Edward says that at the end, where she he's like, I was oh yeah, like at that point, yeah. as long as as long as we're hanging out with the werewolves, and also like Bella isn't affected by so whatever. Um, 
Yeah. So it's because Jacob was involved. So he, mm-hmm. she can't see things that because they're natural predators. And so I guess they have a defense against some of their weapons sometimes, but, such as but none of the steam, other vampires, not all of their weapons all the time. So few vampires have the power that Alice has. Mm-hmm. I would say mm-hmm. almost no other vampire has the power. Than vamp- yeah. So why, why have they protected yeah. against that one power? Well, you see, the thing, is, the thing about I think this might all get explained. It's because they, they were born at a time when these vampires were around. No. So I think this also goes into why Alice's power affects Bella and Jasper's power affects Bella. But when Edward's no does not. Does. Um, so. Sake essentially it is convenient sake but essentially the rule that stephanie meyer and i'm gonna say this and you're gonna say that's nonsense but mm-hmm. just listen um <laughs> listen open your heart to smire's I words i can't i can't um the the thing that smire says is the rule here mm-hmm. is that vampire powers that have <laughs> that have a physical effect work on bella where it's a physical thing. So seeing where she is is physical, no. even though it's based on the decision she makes, which is mental. Uh, and and um, the the uh, affecting her emotions is physical, no. but using torture powers on her is not um, I, later on. M, that's nonsense. So, M, that's nonsense. So, <laughs> so I think it's the reverse the for the wolves. Her and he couldn't see her, her memories. Yeah, because that's mental. Because that's but seeing it's memories. Not. This is the same as Alice. <laughs> it's seeing memories, and memories are mental. But decision making and where you're going to be. So it's not actually that Alice is seeing her decision. It's that Alice, Alice is seeing her the body. physical outcomes of her decisions. Alice only sees her body. So I think the flip of that is that the werewolves are affected by mental I'm stuff, but not physical I'm stuff. So, so they aren't affected by Alice. <laughs> And Jasper wouldn't be able to calm them down. And presumably Jasper, So when yeah. Bella's like, oh, wouldn't that be cool for you guys, the werewolves, if Jasper could come and calm your emotions? No, it wouldn't work. No. But, no. but I actually Edward could I, read their I minds. Don't, I don't know for 100% if that follows through or if it's literally just Alice's thing that doesn't work on them. But I think I think it's the physical mental split we'll with the understanding out. that the physical mental split is, is not actually that. It's, it's just whatever it's just Smire whatever felt like. It's just whatever is easy. Oh, yes. my God. Yes. But that's the... the in-universe explanation for both why Bella is sometimes affected by things and why I think why the werewolves are affected by, are not affected, are not visible to Alice, but are talkable from Edward. (laughs) So dumb, so dumb, so dumb. Very, very incredibly. Okay. (laughs) Alice is there. So Alice does not see that Bella's still alive because Jacob is casting his nasty werewolf stink oh, all over yeah, her future. Oh yeah, she smells awful now. She smells like shit. And then and then Jacob, <laughs> after she's been hanging out with vampires, he goes, oh Bella, you smell like shit. So she really is just stinky nasty Bella now. And stinky that's fine. nasty Bella. No one loves her. That's fine. So so Charlie's friend dies. Um, and the only reason he dies is so that this scene can happen. Charlie's friend dies. Charlie goes to the funeral. Jacob is home with Bella to kind of confront her about like I noticed Alice Colon is in town what are we going to do about that and Bella being like I love the vampires and Jacob getting mad about that whatever the phone rings Bella is too upset to answer the phone because her best friend Jacob is breaking up with her over vampires and so Jacob answers the phone and he's like swan residence uh huh no he's at the funeral goodbye uh and she goes what was that and he goes oh it was for some reason Carlisle Colon was calling you and wanted to know where Charlie was 
and uh, I told him he was at the funeral. And then Alice burst in. She goes, Alice is like, shit's gone hard. wrong, gang. <laughs> what happened? Things have changed. The future. The it future shifts. is shifting. Bella immediately springs into action. Uh, she goes, and Alice is like, Edward thinks you're dead. He's gone to Italy. Which... <laughs> means something to Bella because at the beginning of this book Edward has talked about how he would kill himself if Bella were to ever die he was gonna go to Italy to the vampire cops and break vampire law so that they killed him and that is the only way for vampires to die and so Bella immediately clocks us she's like we gotta go to Italy truly it's wild also to think that like if and I mean, like, I guess it would work for him because he has the intention to get killed by the cops. Right. Mm-hmm. But like for any other vampire. Right. If there was a vampire that was in Italy and was like, I want to flaunt the Volturi's rules. I'm going to go sparkle in the sun or I'm going to eat a million people in uh-huh. front of everybody. Like the options there would be either to um, I guess they'd have to use one of their like torture powers or whatever to bring him in. But like you'd have to like subdue him in some way, which would also concern people i think probably like if he just suddenly on the vanished level. because they vampire flashed away yeah and it's like if it's like the kill if if you got a vampire running around slaughtering civilians yeah it's probably worth it to like do some vampire mind torture in order to subdue him and it's mm-hmm. kind of like that's gonna be easier to explain than the slaughter of hundreds of civilians right mm-hmm. but if it's what edward eventually does which is step out into the sun without a shirt on like anything they do to subdue him would be equally weird to yeah. him sparkling. So like <laughs> Edward did not go hard enough for sure. No, he did not. He did not. The only reason that it worked is because he wanted it to work. <laughs> Much like every plot point in this book. Doesn't mm-hmm. make sense if you look at it too closely. Nah. Um. They go to Italy. It's She leaves a note for Charlie, and she's like, hey, uh, there's been a big emergency with Edward. I got to go. Smell you later. Hey, Jacob, look out for Charlie. We're going to bounce. I got a passport because my mom is dumb, essentially, is what Bella says. And then they hop on a plane. <laughs> they go to Italy. Um, and Bella is able to stop Edward in time from sparkling in the sun. But their problem sparkles a bit. A teensy bit. bit, but but they're able to drag him back out into or back into the alley. Clock his glitter. Yes, and and our problems are not yet over. Well, first of all, Edward doesn't believe. Edward, first of all, thinks that he's dead because Bella is there. And this is proof that souls are real. Proof that souls are real. So maybe he'll turn into heaven. So stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Religion, of course, and. now they have to go have a conference with the Volturi because the thing is they they are really interested in Edward's power. So so the Vol, Volturi Vol, Vol, Volturi Vol, Volturi I don't know why I can't say that very well. They're they're like these three three thousand year old vampires and they've just been vampires so long uh, that everyone just listens to them naturally. And they are super interested in Edward's power of being able to hear what everyone is thinking because the head Volturi guy can do that but only if he's touching the person and then he can only do that with one person and then he like learns all of their thoughts which is all of their thoughts ever which that makes no sense it makes no sense because how do you parse that first of all how does he parse that which i think that the movies did a semi good job of making him seem just so like absolutely a mess Mm -hmm. good he should be it was 
it's like, yeah, I can, I get it, but I don't think the books portray that I, at all. I dare him to touch me and get every ang- anxious thought I've ever had in my entire life. Do you think like he gets like, is it like an Excel file with like numbers <laughs> yeah. of how uh-huh. many times? He goes into wow, his this mind girl's palace. really thought about eating that expired yogurt way too many times, you know, like what's, mm-hmm. what's going on there? Or is it like just stream of consciousness, but really fast and all at once? <laughs> you get that he gets every thought you've ever thought since you were born immediately in order i mean like there's gonna be a lot of really boring ones in there you would think yeah it just doesn't it's it needs to be more you need to be able to direct that a little bit more but yeah they're also super interested in um alice's powers because none of them have the kind of power that alice has and then they're also super interested in bella because not only does she smell so stanky good but they realize that none of their powers affect bella at all and so the head volturi guy is he clocks onto this he's like if this is her power as just a normal human think about how amazing she's going to be when she is turned to vampire um so the only reason uh we're letting you leave here a live human who knows too much about vampires is because they're probably going to turn you right and she's like yes and alice does a little like prediction thing because at this point alice has made up her mind that she'll turn bella she tells bella on the plane like yeah i will turn she's like she's like come read every thought i've ever had marcus that okay uh you get to see all of the visions that i've ever had i guess because those are thoughts i've had so i think he just knows everything now but also like not things that haven't been decided yet Mm. um but yes so he he gets the uh he gets the the download that alice is gonna turn her yes edward doesn't so so she's like yes they're gonna turn me and edward's like no no we're not we're not not like her soul her soul though Uh, what about her soul (laughs) also though like alice is like really concerned about turning bella because she She doesn't think she'll be able to stop doesn't think she can do it like if she made the decision to turn bella and then saw bella as a vampire does that wouldn't you then like know that you can do it and therefore not have to worry about it you know no i don't not not alice that would make too much sense (laughs) (sighs) unless alice's decision to turn bella no because nobody else would have made the decision to turn bella at that point like you couldn't say like oh carlisle would do it right but like carlisle hadn't made that decision yet i don't know i don't know man maybe bella just made the decision really hard (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> bella bella was gonna make this happen um they go home they- like literally there's a line about like when she's talking to alice about turning him about turning her that um where she's like oh if i was a vampire it wouldn't matter if edward was like busy with his distractions i could just follow him and i'm like okay babe i know that for you love is stalking because you know of That's, all of this yeah but <laughs> Like it's not, girl. It's not. You need to. You need to move on, girl. He doesn't want you. Um, <laughs> they go Except home. Does, Edward's like, oh, I was so sad the whole time without you. I just was basically not even existing. And Bella was like, Oh my god, same. And uh, about it. then he reveals that he, the whole time he knew Victoria was trying to kill Bella, so he was like trying to track down Victoria. And uh, piss poor job of it. Was really appalled. Yeah, he was really appalled to find out Victoria had gotten so close. Because he couldn't see Victoria because they, she was because near the, the werewolves. Because the werewolves were hunting Victoria, Damn. so their futures crossed, and Alice couldn't tell him where he where. Damn. So that's what it is: is that Alice is wow. Smyer filled in all blocked. those plot holes. Yeah, there you go. 
<laughs> with one simple simple rule <laughs> that makes perfect sense whatever i say goes it doesn't have to make sense um which if that's the case that's fine just do that you don't have to explain it you don't have to give the oh it's physical and emotional stuff you could have just said yes yeah, some of it works on her some of it doesn't fucking suck my dick you all like the sparkly vampire shut the fuck up uh but no you had to like try to make a scientific explanation of like it's phys- it's not though smire you not. cannot tell me that mind reading is mental and future seeing it's is not physical. you cannot tell me that <laughs> emotion controlling is uh, mental or is physical you anything she wants and psychically torturing someone is just mental that's nonsense <laughs> she got away with it though she did she got away with she it. she did Damn. she's got so much money <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they go they go home they're home i've already talked about that part oh and then okay so then she's like hey now, turn, I want to become a vampire, and you don't want me to become a vampire, so you're taking my decision away from me. That's fine, whatever. I'm going to bring this to a vote, because you know what? Now that the Volturi are going to come check in on me, this is this is Edward's whole thing. Bella's like, I can't, like, the Volturi are going to hold us to this promise of you turning me into a turning me into a vampire so turn me into a vampire now and edward's like so the options no are either turn me into a vampire or i will leave so that i don't bring disasters yeah. to your family's doorstep and, or charlie's and edward's like we will just hide you when the volturi come to visit because they probably won't we'll just remember put you with you. the werewolves <laughs> yeah they're probably literally their powers don't like, work on you so they'll never be yeah. able to find you it'll be fine they won't be able to find you and it'll be fine yeah we'll just cover you in werewolves. and they'll staying. probably they probably won't remember for 30 years and bella's like oh, 30 years 30 i'm not years. gonna be i'll be 48 <laughs> She has Disgusting. a panic attack. And she's like, okay, so this affects more than me and you. Um, so I'm going to bring a vote to your family. I'm not going to involve Charlie because that would. That, there's too much. There's too, too much. much. Charlie can't but, know. But, Charlie can never know. But the, the the lives of the people that this does affect, your family, let's bring this all to a vote. We're going to have them vote on whether or not I become a vampire. All the other vampires vote yes, except Rosalie, who's like, she never wanted to be a vampire anyway. So she's like, I'm just voting no because I wish that I could have had a vote to say no when it was my turn to become a vampire. So I was like kind of sad, but whatever. Um, but everyone else is like, hell yeah, bring Bella into the family. And everyone's like so excited about it. And Bella's like, so Alice, when are you going to eat me? And Alice is like, I'm never going to do that. <laughs> she's, she's like, I don't, I think, I think I would kill you if I did. I wouldn't know when to stop. And so then she's like, okay, then Carlisle, you do it. And he's like, okay, sure. Sure. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Buddy. No problem. Uh, so then Edward takes Bella home. She's all like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be a vampire." Uh, <laughs> Second Edward. But then Edward's you gotta like, "Deal with my shit for eternity." What would you like more than becoming a vampire? And she's like, "I would love if you could turn me into a vampire." And he's like, "Okay, I'll do that, but you need to give me five years to do it." And Bella's like, bleh, bleh, "Disgusting! Bleh. I can't believe be you would make me wait till I was 23. I'd be able to legally drink." God. <laughs> she goes, "I will give you one year," and he's like two years like they're they're negotiating and so finally they work it to she's like okay after graduation and he's like fine but actually what if we got married before i turned you into a vampire and so they're engaged and uh then the book ends with like jacob he 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 leaves he leaves bella's motorcycle in in their front yard and for some reason that causes charlie charlie who is like not happy that bella and edward are back together like good for you charlie i wouldn't be happy about that either but um like jacob's plan is just leave this motorcycle in their driveway 
And then Charlie gets mad and assumes it's Bella's and like grounds her for it, which also point of order. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bella and Edward are not engaged. Edward has just said he oh. wants to marry her. Well, they're not technically engaged. Wow. Yet. Wow. Can't wait to see that big, big scene happen in the next book at her graduation, probably. <laughs> uh, but but Jacob has set this all up so that he could talk to the two of them. And he's like, hey, remember the treaty? And uh, Edward's like, what do you mean? And Jacob's like, if you bite anyone, then it is on like Donkey Kong. We will be fighting. And Bella's like, you mean... They can't turn me. That's bullshit, Jacob Black, and you know it. Stay out of our business. And then the book ends. (laughs) (laughs) But don't worry, guys. In the next book, the love triangle is heating up. (laughs) Okay, so what are your predictions for the next book, aside from things you might already know? So my predictions for the next book. So I don't think they're going to get... Or the series as a whole. I think... Well, obviously, they're going to get married and have a baby named Renesmee. We all know this. We all know this, and it looks wretched in the movies. (laughs) Um, I don't know what I, I truly like, I am at a loss for why we need an entire third book between mm-hmm. this and Breaking Dawn. So my predictions is that you we're going to have probably, to, uh, Stephanie Meyer felt the same way. Honestly. <laughs> we're going to have to deal with Victoria. There's no way we're leaving Victoria all the way until book four. So okay. I believe th- book three is going to be all about the hunt for Victoria. Okay. I think there's going to be, it's just going to be a lot of like Bella who has made this promise that she's not going to give up on her friendship with Jacob, even though Jacob does not seem interested in a friendship with her at the moment. There's going to be a lot of her sneaking around under both Bella and or both Jacob and Edward's mm-hmm. eyes. Mm-hmm. It's going to be comical. Like she's going to dinner with them on the same night and has to keep going up to go to the bathroom <laughs> or whatever and changing her outfits mm-hmm. and going from one table to the next. It's going to be that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um she's gonna graduate i think i i unfortunately think that's gonna be the end of eclipse we are in the second spring break this happens spring break of her senior year Mm -hmm. she has not yet applied to college by the way which i'm like girl it's too late you don't get to go to harvard (laughs) at this point she's like i started filling out my apps i'm like they were due in december that's fine um you were she, catatonic or something like she's so this, the eclipse is gonna like, end. what is she gonna even put on those bitches like when they ask for extracurriculars she's like, like pouting pouting i rode a motorcycle one time looking at motorcycles while my friend yeah. works on them tripping like, over everything inside tripping being in the emergency room <laughs> falling downstairs <laughs> wink winky wink um yeah so it gonna be so dumb because it has to end with her graduation and that's like two months or 700 page book i'm already upset thinking about it um sure sure i think that's gonna be the whole book is they're gonna be looking for victoria okay <laughs> and then breaking dawn is gonna be the one where it's gonna start with a wedding i don't know what they're gonna do about charlie um mm-hmm. because in in life after death they talk so, yeah. about how vampires change so much that mm-hmm. that's why they had to that's why they had to have Bo fake die. Yeah. So I don't know how they're going to get around that for Bella and Charlie cuz they don't think they're going to fake die Bella. I am so excited for you to find out. <laughs> dreading it. And the Volturi are going to come back because mm. I've seen I've seen the movie clip where it looks like everyone is dying, but it was just a vision that Alice had. It was a big, mm-hmm. big fake out. 
I have yeah. seen that clip because I was like, oh my God, I can't believe they killed Carlisle. That's really upsetting to me as <laughs> Carlisle's the only, one of the only level-headed people in Twilight. And then I was like, oh, it's a fucking dream. So I think the Volturi are going to come and just like check things out with Bella. And she's going to be ultra vampire. She's going to be so good at it. They're all mm-hmm. going to be like, it's going to take you at least a decade to to transition. And she's going to do it in like a day because mm-hmm. she's she's the main character and she's got it she's got to push that baby out she can't be married for a decade and not have had a baby yet are you kidding but then i'm like okay but then how does the baby get there so do they have sex before she becomes a vampire Ooh. <laughs> okay i i can't i can't keep thinking about it i just have to let it happen to me because that's upsetting that's let upsetting spaghetti i don't want to think about it <laughs> Well, we'll all be thinking about it in a couple weeks. Maybe not that bit, but the next book in this series when we will be back to read uh, Eclipse in two weeks. That means Stephanie Mm. Meyer's going to have to do a fade to black and it's going to be so wretched. (laughs) What if she doesn't? What if she doesn't? What if she writes full on smut? What if it's a full on? And then you put it in me and Jasper came and jumped on the bed. So we weren't really having sex. (laughs) Oh, no. God. Um, so next week we will be reading the next book in the Warriors Dawn of the Clans arc with book five, A Forest Divided. Wow. By Aaron Wonder Hunter. what that one will be about. We don't know. We, we definitely have no way read to it. know. We definitely have recorded already. Mm-hmm. For sure. For definitely. sure. I definitely didn't get sick. <laughs> oh, wait, we literally didn't. We record. didn't record it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have to record oh. two next week. Dang, I'm really on top of it. Okay, so that's what's coming up. That's what's coming up. Look forward to it. In the meantime, if you uh, have any Twilight experiences you would like to share with us, like tell us, tell us, were you Team Edward or Team Jacob? Did you really think there was a love triangle? How disturbing is Renezme in the movies? Tweet at us. No, don't tweet at us. We don't do that anymore. Uh, Email us, shufflewarecast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our, sh- in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. Uh, so you can follow or subscribe to us on any of those for the duration of this time. You, I mean, you can remain subscribed after the podcast ends, but there will not be more episodes. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you'll be the first to know if there is ever a surprise upload. I don't know. Um, but there probably won't be so. So don't get your hopes don't up. Don't get your hopes up. Um, <laughs> but maybe. But maybe. You can also leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts if you want. But if you don't want, you can also talk about us It doesn't matter. On the internet. It doesn't affect like. us anymore. No, yeah, We're free. Matter. I don't care. Talk shit. Talk shit. <laughs> give us a one-star review. I don't give a okay. shit. <laughs> In the words of Stephanie Meyer, Jacob noticed my scrutiny. What? he asked, suddenly self-conscious. Nothing. I just hadn't realized before. Did you know you're sort of beautiful? Okay. <laughs> sort of? And he's never also, noticed before? Or she's like, never noticed before? Sorry. Indie, indie rom-com bullshit. Like... <sighs> such, such a weird thing to say, Bella. Please. <laughs> Boy you know is in love with you. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Whatever. Um, so this is technically your unit, but I feel like it's our unit. Yeah. So, you know. Let's say it whoever. together then at the same time. Okay. No. 
<laughs> Welcome back, literary slummers. 